kind of good. I'm still kind of eating my cake though. Get it into your face. Yeah. Right, right. Woo! Welcome to the Dublin City Comics Geek Easy and Stuff podcast. Is that right? Did I get it right this time? Close. Right. We should probably just record. No, everyone else does. You record that bit at the beginning, you put it in so you don't fuck it up like a fucking retard. There may be swearing. But I think it's fun when we fuck it up. Constantly. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> as usual, brought to me brought to me by you. Yeah, to me to you. To me, me to you. We are the Chuckle Brothers of podcasting. Fuck Knuckle Brothers. <laughs> um, uh, you're Doc, I'm Wayne. Yeah, and this is a load of bollocks. <laughs> Usually brought to you uh, by the Rogue Comics Podcast Network. Uh, can be found on multiple RSS feeds, Spotify, wherever, wherever you iTunes, find shit podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts. <laughs> uh, we're sitting here with our usual coffee and cakes, and we even have Super Split Coke. Yeah, yeah, the uh, orange vanilla, also known as Super Split Coke, because it tastes like orange split. It, t- it does, it's like. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Yeah, we're not sponsored by Orange Split Coke, but if no. they want to sponsor us, they can. I mean, we're sponsored by Adam, we're sponsored by Granny Fair's cakes. Yeah, you reckon Granny Fair's minted? I reckon she's well minted, man. These cakes are amazing. I don't know if we have we They're told fucking four quid a fucking Four quid a pop, and we I think we get a packet of these every episode. We do, yeah. And what they are is they're just basically speed in a tin. Yeah. And sometimes in two tins as Doc's. That was, that was very meat. unhappy, yeah. Yeah. I'm, ha- I'm having a day as it is, but then I took my cake out of its little metal tray. Went to take a bite because I was absent-minded and I nearly been into another metal fucking tray. So they double-dipped on the tray and the yeah. one cake. I'm going to have to check every single one of these motherfuckers. Yeah, man. Um, Destroy me feelings. So, yeah, just just a quick uh, PSA. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have uh, E440, E330, E331, E260, E475, 471, E100, E18B, E110, E102, E163, E122, E500... E three four one E two oh two E four one five E four fifty E one oh two E one one oh again a lot of that one E one double dipping on that one yeah. too E one two two E one two four and may have an adverse effect on children or attention in children and activity. <laughs> yeah. And these are Granny Fair's cupcakes. They're amazing. They're they're like it's it's basically it's a jam tart with a Mr. Kipling's fancy on top. On top. And then a layer of, of, of icing. Fondant. And one of them is meant to be pineapple, but it doesn't taste like pineapple. It tastes like pineapple. Okay. The snozberries taste like snozberries. It tastes like pineapple jam, which doesn't actually taste much like pineapple. There you go. Okay. So, um, how have been, how have been comics? <laughs> <laughs> how have been comics? How have been comics? Comics have been great, Wayne. Uh, I, I've been slowly but surely catching up uh, on my uh, pull list, and I read... The first issue and the second issue dropped last week of Gogor. It's a Gogor. It's a new um kind of. It's probably supposed to be said like you know like Thunder or in the back in the in the in the actual editor's letters in the back it says that you're meant to pronounce it G A W dash G O R. Gogor. Gogor. Yes, it's Gogor. Gogor. So um, I read the first issue a couple of times actually um yesterday um, and the second issue dropped last Wednesday but I haven't picked it up yet but it's a really interesting. Um, already built fantasy world hmm. of just beautifully drawn very simple but a really nice it actually has a bang of Henson off it there's a whopper bang of Mobius as well and I was about to say bang of Hens, uh, Henson uh, like Jim Henson and Mobius mixed in as well hmm. with the design of some of the outfits and stuff like that um, but really really interesting very well put together book cool So and it's, it says in the in the, uh, the, the actual the editor's notes at the back are from the creator uh, whose name escapes me for some stupid fucking reason Um. But he says that he doesn't know how long the series is going to be. Um, it could be a ten issue miniseries, but if it continues to be, if it goes up, it's it's. I think it's done quite well. 
Hmm. So if it keeps doing well, it's going to continue on. But he has the story written out up to 10 issues, I think he said. Cool. So it, I highly recommend checking it out. Really, really good book. It's on my pull list as well. I'm yeah. enjoying it. So I have to catch up with issue two, but issue one, it basically it's, you land in a fully formed fantasy world. Yeah. This is really good. I'm well behind on my comics again. It's one of those things where I get kind of distracted by stuff. And this week I got distracted by playing video games and making custom action figures. So I went off. No, Herb. Yeah. I was playing a lot of video games as well. So that, that's what happens. And E3. Still digesting a lot of that. I'm watching TV shows too. I finished watching Into the Badlands. Up to date now. It's all done. All finished. I'm behind. It's good, but I will warn you though. There's like there's a bit where a certain thing happens. Just stop watching. Yeah. They don't quite evangelion it. Oh really? No, it's like it's like oh, it's done. But oh, it's gonna oh we got cancelled. Shit. If we had just not filmed that bit, it would have been perfect. Oh okay. But they filmed it up to kind of set up the next season. Oh did they? Yeah, which is not gonna happen now. Unless it kind of does. Unless happen. they get, they get a movie or something out of it. All the actors are scared. Have they? Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those you know once once it's done and everyone goes off on new projects. We're like whoop. Yeah, it's going to be a bastard trying to get everyone back to do the same thing. So, so. like in 10 years' time, we'll get the Into the Badlands returns. Where yeah. Sonny is like 50. Yeah, probably. Or actually, I think Daniel Wu is 50. He's fucking doing well for I think 50. He's one, of, he's one of those. He's like Mark Dacascos. Mark Dacascos is in John Wick 3. And, he's and, I, and I watched his training videos on Instagram. Yeah. He's still putting training videos that he's still training. Yeah. And you're looking at him, this dude's like 50 plus. And fucking hell. Hmm. I think he could kill you with his he finger. He's whopping. He's just like unreal. Yeah. But that, that's it. Like, that, like you don't notice that your man Daniel is, uh, is 50 like man well, he may not be I just think he, well, he, he's older than he, he looks anyway he's thrown it down with the best of them and yeah. even um, Nick Frost yeah he's, he's got that like um, what was I saying the last time he's got that um, name escapes me martial the, arts the dude. drunken master type thing no your man Samo he's got a Samo Hung style yeah, yeah. fight style where he, he's quite fast and there's one or two bits I think they sped it up deliberately just to give him that kind of Samo punch right because anyway, Samo's real fucking fast yeah, for a big man. Yeah, he, that fucker can move. But there's a bit where Nick Frost, there's a couple of quick punches. like, whoa, that was pure Samo. And you're like, that was fucking sped up. No way Nick Frost did that. <laughs> and you watch it again, and it just, it looks, like, you know where you see car chases in the old 80s movies? Like, yeah, they dialed that up a well, few fucking Well, it's like every matches. Steven Seagal film for the last 20 years. Yeah. They split, like, forever, was it, there was one he did, and he's the one with DMX. I think DMX is in the film. I could be wrong. But it's definitely... It's a bullet or something. Some, no, I don't know which one it is, but he's fighting a guy in a sewer and Steven Seagal at this point looked like he... It was Steven Seagal was eaten <laughs> by Steven Seagal. And there's a bit where he kind of... He's meant to do... I think he does a jump off a wall or something and a spin kick. Yeah. And it's like... It's a Benny Hill show moment. Oh, It's Jesus. that bad. Like it's a... Li- 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 whoop. <laughs> and it's like... Steven Seagal. <laughs> whoop. Yeah. yeah, so... Never a fan. Um, can't beat the classic stuff before you... F- Not even Nico or all the rest of that. No, Nico, that. hard to kill. I send you to the bank, Senator. The blood bank. Fuck off. But come on, it's 80s cheese. You watch fucking... I love 80s cheese. You watch fucking... Watch his face. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. Come on! Don't you say a bad word about Sidaris I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything bad about Sidaris. Is a goddamn legend. I'm this not saying right. anything about Sidaris. But no, if but you... Steven Seagal movies, man, there's just something about his smugness that just ruins the movie. Oh, like, don't even, get me wrong, he's a cunt. Arnie, fucking, even fucking to an extent, Van Damme, right? They didn't have that fucking. Well, Van Damme did a little bit like that kind of smugness to him, but Seagal, man, it was dripping off him. Yeah, just he was just exuding like, oh, I'm so amazing. Oh, no, he's a fuck. He's up. a prick. Like he's an absolute scumbag. What I'm saying is that the films that he did before. No, but even the characters he's playing always have that. <laughs> like 
and I know I'm not. I don't mean to be slagging him, right? But he always this this kind of squinty kind of yeah 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 fucking head and a jog on you prick. I think he just had pink eye or something for most of his movies. Exit wounds. I think that was the one I was thinking. of. Exit wounds. Okay. Yeah, he's a bollocks. <laughs> he's a bollocks. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, go wrestle Putin again, you shite bag. Um, or whatever he did, I don't care. But uh, anyway, yeah, moving off Steven Seagal because he's a prick. Comics. Yeah. <laughs> So stuff, interesting stuff we've coming in next week because we're recording on a Monday now so we don't actually get to grab the stuff and kind of yeah. read it. Cause this both is the first one we're recording on Monday because, you know, we both of our partners have kind of kicked our arses in this one. We'll be, so. Yeah, they have they have more interesting things to do on their on Tuesdays Tuesday. than we do. So Yeah, so... We kind of have to say, okay. Yeah, we, we were moved. Oh, okay. It's like when you said it to me, I was like, I, I went to Deemer and I was like, so uh, Wayne wants to know if we can move the podcast from Tuesday to Monday. I was like, that's grand because I was fed up with this Tuesday night shite. I've got stuff to be doing on Tuesday. Wait for you to get home. Monday's better. Thanks, honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I pretty much could. Is there any chance um, you can move it to Mondays? Because Tuesdays, I've got something I would like to do. Like, you know, you're just talking about comic searches. Yeah, it's, it's like, that yeah. kind of like, yeah. I'm more important shit. Yeah. You know your shit's getting in the way of my shit. Yeah. Move the fuck over, so yeah. So it was like you can talk about comics on a Monday, can't you? It's like it's, there's no difference. The days don't make a difference today. It's like, well, no, the comics are still there, I guess. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not they're really. here tomorrow. They're here tomorrow. So we're gonna have to do a bit more research. We are. We're gonna have to look into what we're gonna read and shit. No, that's bollocks. Anyway, so stuff that's coming in, I, I can get a list of shit that's coming. Yeah. In. So we have the art of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So that's my wank material, sort of, for the yeah. next month. I was hoping to lord that one over you or wave it in front of you. I uh, usually do, but, but yeah, it's too late now. That, that's, but that's usually we go, put yeah. that in my pull list. Yeah. There's always one that kind of does that for you. Yeah. Um, also, um, on, this, on the back of Dead Orbit, the hardcover came in because the paperback one was actually released last year. Oh, okay. Because I remember when we were looking, I was like, I'm pretty sure this has been out. But I didn't actually say it because I wasn't 100% certain. But yeah, it's the hardcover that's coming out, but we reordered the paperback. Because the hardcovers come just to give it an affordable option. But the hardcovers got more back behind the scenes kind of stuff as well. So Nice. Um, then we have Batman Flash the Button, International Edition. For some reason, only getting released in paperback now. Um, Interesting. A couple of DC Essential figures. We got Cheetah, Cyborg, Superman, Supergirl. It's great sculpt on that. And Wonder Woman. Um, the usual smorgasbord of Deadpool. Oh, Fair Lady number three is coming in as well. Dragon Ball Super Volume 5, Farmhand, Fathom, Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Edition Volume 4, Go Go Power Rangers, Forever Rangers number 1. I think this is where they're introducing um, a fan favourite character into the Go Go Rangers series. I, which couldn't is tell you, I couldn't pick a different series out of a lineup. Go Go is them in kind of high school. And it's, right. It's kind of like an Archie esque era version of the Power Rangers. Okay. So if you imagine that kind of like, you know, poppy go lucky kind of <clears throat> okay. Archie esque material. But that's what that one is. And then you've got the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is the Grim Dark. For people who grew up on Power Rangers and now want a bit more of it, which is that that's where um, I don't know if you if you read any of them, but is that the one written by Carl Higgins? I think so. Yeah, it is actually. Where it starts off with um, Tommy when he comes to the like it's it's already established, sure. but he's talking to the Rangers and he's seeing um, Rita everywhere, telling him to murder the shit out of everybody. <coughs> so he's constantly tormented. Like he'd be sitting in a car with the rest of them, and Rita just pops up beside him. Stop him! You could just slash just, his throat right now. Does she right pop now. up like she did in the cartoon? Which just goes. <laughs> No, no, more like just... Could that be funny? No, just, just sitting in his ear. Kill him. Just stab him right in the face. You could just cut his throat right now and he wouldn't be able to do anything about it. I would I would Real like to see a version of that though where it is hit, reader that just pops up like, you know... I'm free after a thousand years! And that's the other ear ball. Thanks, Wayne. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, so we've Heavy Liquid, we've Hellboy and the BPO, the Beast of Vargu, 
uh, Lucifer, Justice League, not really needs any particular order because I'm a bollocks. Uh, Mob Psycho 100, Monstrous Neil Gaiman. Is this all, this is all this week? This is all shit that's coming in, yeah. Generally, we don't read it out because there's a whole lot of stuff that's on. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, so in case anyone thinks we're only like getting in four or five comics, as you can see there from the, the two pages of shit that's coming in, there's usually a whole rake of it, but we only read out the stuff that's of note to us. Is there anything on the list that you think people aren't picking up but they should be because like it's kind of under the radar type thing Spider-Man Black second printing that was a lot of fun actually Star Wars 67 Superman Year 1 oh Superman Year 1 coming up the um, Miller Amita the one with the ganky leg on the cover the one yeah, I slagged one. off yeah there we yeah. go that's Miller Miller and Ramita Miller and writing duties Ramita on art duties and yeah. uh, that's and Wayne couldn't be happier yeah well no it's like <laughs> hey I just saw that cover and I was like what's wrong with his leg because yeah. his leg looks weird but um, you know they say don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. So you can pretty much judge Ramita book by its cover. Ramita, sure. I mean, yeah. he has a style. Yeah, but that's the, I, I like styles like that where they have that kind of. It's like I was saying about Lifefield before. You know, you get him or you don't get him. How enjoy is him, you don't? Enjoy how him. is Major X been doing? Doing real fucking well. Still <laughs> real fucking well. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It's it's but that's it though. Lifefield captures, and I think that's the reason why he's such. I'm not going to say a good artist. <laughs> he is. The reason why he's such a good artist is because he perfected, perfected in bunny ears for people who can't see his craft in the 90s. Yeah. And he hasn't had to improve. He hasn't had to do shit because you can look at a Rob Liefeld from the 90s and you can look at a Rob Liefeld from 2000s and look at one 2019. It's consistently the same Rob Liefeld material. Sure. So that's what people want and they get what they want with him. So you can't, you can't fault the guy. You know, he definitely f- plays to his strengths yeah. and he has a demographic that are all his. Oh, man, it's not, it's not even... Man, there are people who read some fucking seriously A-level material who love Rob Liefeld. He's like the pulp of comics. He's like, you just want a bit of cheese. You want to watch somebody getting murdered, somebody getting fucked up, some cheesy dialogue, some 90s-level, two-barrel fucking blood-soak, fucking whatever you want to call the guy. <laughs> Bullet bollocks. All sorts of fucking names that he comes up with shit, but it's always those two fucking... Yogis. Sure. But it, it ticks the boxes and it does them perfectly, man. So you can't fault him. No, you no. I, I have to say, I mean, the dude is unapologetically Rob Liefeld. Like, he's so fucking happy as well. Yeah, but he's <laughs> like he's living the life. Yeah, man. He's living his best life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he's probably he's probably not used like he's used to a certain level of criticism, right? Oh man, I'd say he gets it in the neck. Right, I'm sure he is. But it's got to be worn off a duck's back. Totally, because I mean, he looks at his bank account and he goes, "Ha ha!" Yeah. But I think that's why that DC thing last last time threw oh, him yeah. a bit. Because, and why he was like, oh fuck, I'm getting off Twitter because he's used to a certain level. But when he said that, it got dialed up to 11. Yeah, but there was no, no matter what valid point of argument he was putting across, it didn't matter. Yeah, because point. people were just like, we well, were Rob Liefeld, what do you know? Yeah, people were going for his fucking throat at that point. Yeah, like, so. gotcha. But anyway, moving on from Rob Liefeld. Uh, yeah, Teen Titans, TMNT, Micro Series, Trade Paperback, Urban Legends, Tony Stark, Iron Man, Oh, more True Believers, Spider-Man. Which are really cool, you know the uh, one euro reprints of Spider Man classic. Yeah, because they're they're redoing the covers on those modern day covers with the internal internals or the classic strips. Yeah, or they're doing both. They're doing the the, uh, the classic cover as well. Oh, just as a true believers label across the top. Nice. Um, and most importantly of all, this week we have Usagi Yojimbo. Yeah, yeah. It's on my fucking pull list. That's the guy, man. Still fucking knocking it out of park. But for a lot of people <coughs> who wanted to get in on Usagi, man, it's two hundred odd issues. Yeah, there's a lot going on to kind of get in. This is your perfect jumping on point. Well, it's back to number so, one. Yeah. It's it's the start of a new arc. And they, that's what they are touting it as that. Mm-hmm. When was the last time a new Usagi book was out? Um, there was a miniseries last year. And before that, it was still ongoing, I think, up to that point. Yeah. So it's it's been consistent, like. 
It wasn't always with IDW, though. Was it Dark Horse at one point? Uh, I believe it was. Yeah, I think no, it, it started was, with Dark Horse. Because Dark Horse, there was a weird thing happened a few years ago. Dark Horse announced it was the <coughs> anniversary of it, and there was a hardback coming out, but it wasn't actually the anniversary or something. I'll have to look into that to check it, but they, they basically jumped the gun by a year. <laughs> or it was something fucked up, yeah, but I think that was that might have been the point that tipped Stan over or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'll look into it. Later. It's getting a lot of good press. Um, a lot it's beautiful. Of, it's always beautiful. Man. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a cracking character. It's a cracking series. Yeah. Very well put together. Um, I mean, it, to me, it's always synonymous with the turtles. Like it always yes. is because it, it just has that kind of almost Eastman esque art as well. Like not trying to take away from Stan stuff, but well, there was crossovers. Yeah, but it blends so well with the two of them. Like yeah, so yeah, it's awesome. That's that's dropping this Wednesday. That's dropping Wednesday. Yeah. And do you have overstock of it oh, in? Of course we do, yeah. yeah. Well, I think the pre-order is probably going to fill up on that quite quick. So, yeah, we should have a few extra copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's a comic bollocks. <laughs> so, yeah, so we had a, a myriad of questions this week. We had one. We had one. Yeah. That would be uh, a myriad considering the usual zero we get asked. So. We've gotten, actually, got a few, but I think we've missed them because they've come while we're recording or something like that. All oh, right. Social media is weird. Social media is weird. Uh, but the one was from Jake. He asked, um, what was what do we think is the best iteration of Dungeons & Dragons? Uh, straight off the bat, I would have to say Slay Industries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting how this works, am I? <laughs> no. Um, I think people always expect people to say 3.5 edition. Um, and yes, 3.5 edition for a very, very long time was the go-to. The best edition of D&D ever has to be, without a shadow of a doubt, Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be controversial around, but yeah. Pathfinder just fucking ran with it, man. Well, that's, I have to say, 5th Ed does that. Yeah, 5th Ed, 5th edition of D&D is probably the easiest version of any RPG game you can get into. Yeah. Um, they, they dialed it back to it wasn't it two two, two or three like it's, they took out all the bollocks and shit that they there's put a lot of before. bollocks taken out yeah. I remember when we, we played a game me and you played a game and it was um, Steph was uh, Steph Boyden was, was, was no wasn't it Duffy oh no, Duffy was in the game yeah, Duffy yeah. was in the game yeah but Steph was yeah the he did this old Captain America decapitated the chap yeah <laughs> so Steph was the DM and it was Fort Ed yeah and I remember us trying to get into it, getting into it, and it took us took us a couple of goes. We still had the cards floating around. Yeah, we got into it, yeah. and, and then it ended on a cliffhanger, and we never came back to it. But yeah. um, it was a good fucking game. It was a good game, and we enjoyed it. But of all the different versions of D anD D I've played, three point five at the time when I was growing up was the one everyone played. Yeah. So therefore, you kind of you kind of in our generation, you gravitate towards that. But I've been playing five. And I find five for uh, for newbies to get into so easy. Yeah, like I've ran, I'm I'm running a session at the moment, and I've ran a session previously, a one off session of five when it first came out, when the starter pack came out, and I had players that had never played the game, and also people who had played the game, and the the newbies just got straight into it, hmm. straight in, no kissing, it was just easy, roll a dice, grand, no problem. The the kind of the different tests and the different the, the, the kind of the saving trials constitution trials all that type of stuff it, it they just they switched it up and made it much more straightforward the, D, okay. the d20 answers to a lot more stuff right and so she's arrested the dice for damage and stuff like your usual weapons damage um yeah that's pretty much it the d20 does everything else i think d20 systems are probably the, the best next to percentile systems yeah or gurps gurps is the, has the homebrew easy well, that's system. the daddy of d20 isn't it it is it is it is it's just some things are reversed in it but <clears throat> but like the the, the, the dungeon dragons fifth edition d20 setup for dice yeah. but the way the game runs as well and the way you can run a game of it it's so easy 
and it does harken back to parts of 3.5 it 3.5 still has some of the better parts of Dungeons and Dragons but as a dungeon master you can mix and match you can yeah, yeah. You choose what you want but Fifth Ed in its current iteration I really like it cool. I really really like it so it's really cool to see things like that like that I suppose in Games Workshop and companies like that old school companies just kind of getting it back like apparently um there's a friend of mine who plays Mech Warrior. Apparently, the latest version of uh, BattleTech is, is fucking amazing. Is that well. the PC version? No, no, no. The oh, tabletop. The yeah. Tabletop. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I sorry. mean, like the tabletop stuff. They've managed to just kind of. I think the guys who are running the company now are guys our age who played it when they were younger. Well, that's what's happened. So what's happening? Yeah, what's happening yeah. is they're kind of going. Remember when this shit was great? Get rid of all this bollocks. Stop trying to make money out of people. That was it. Just yeah. make a good fucking system. Yeah. And then people will buy the fucking system. Yeah. And that's what's happening. They're kind of bringing it right back around. Like workshop are fucking flying now again. Do you? I don't know if you if you've seen any of the YouTube videos, but Joe, um, I can never pronounce his second name. Joe, he's married to Sophie Vergara. Oh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah. Right. He has become a massive ambassador for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the Huge video of his, ambassador. His fucking room. Of his room, but he he got interviewed there recently, um, by D and D Beyond. Manganello. Manganello. He got interviewed by D and D Beyond about him returning to playing Dungeons and Dragons after such a long time, like decades. Very similar to, like, I haven't played in a very long time either. Yeah. A lot of people my age, our age, are getting back into it because they're at a place in their life where they're working and they're able to afford to, ironically, able to afford everything to do Dungeons & Dragons but don't have the fucking time to play it. Yeah, it's, it's weird, though, because <laughs> you can do D&D on a budget. You can. Of, of zero. You can. Or you can, you know, throw a couple of hundred, couple of thousand quid into yeah. it. It's, it's whatever you want to put into it. But the point he was making was is that he is now into it in a big, big way mm. that he discovered that all of his friends that he played with growing up, all living in the, the area that he lives in LA where he lives, yeah. they're all back playing again. Yeah. Because it's drawn them back in. I, I put that down to fucking Stranger Things. Stranger Things? Yeah. Well, funnily enough, they, they have released a Stranger Things starter pack. Yeah, recently. but it, it brought it, it popularised it again. Now, admittedly, the one person who I attribute all of this to is, is still going to be Wesley Crusher. Um, well, I, I, I attribute it to, personally, I attribute it to uh, Matt Mercer in Critical Role. That's mm. who I attribute it to. Yeah, yeah you're right, though. Uh, I think you Will have... Wheaton has done so much for... Oh, the Will Wheaton has. Yeah. Um, and um, Felicia Day. The, um, what was the, the Guild? The, the, the Guild. web series? Yeah. See, that made it really popular it as did. well for people and who were just into kind of video games. Geek and Sundry, and her, her channel Geek and Sundry actually brought in the Critical Role people, gave them a platform oh, to really? do it. Yeah. Cool. So they, all that was was a bunch well, of... Actually, yeah, wasn't, wasn't Will Wheaton kind of connected with, with her through that series he was, as well? He was, so. he actually joined the Critical Role people. Okay, so it's Felicia Day. So it's pretty much Felicia Day. So it's her entirely responsible for all of this. Um... Can't we trace By it? By and large, I'm pretty sure it we can... It won't be sweeping I statements. I think we can just blame her for we this. We can just blame her for this yeah. whole thing. Well, she's a fantastic human being, so I don't see... She's probably the better person to blame for it. Like, because it's, actually, Well, we, it's not a bad thing to be yeah. blamed for. No, no, I mean, in a good way. I actually, I met her at um, New York Comic Con, <coughs> Jesus, about a decade ago. And she was one of... Like, I didn't actually have the time to queue up and meet her, unfortunately. I, was, I actually bumped into her. Literally, as she was running through her table, I was like, oh my God, it's great to meet you. Hope you were great, Con, and ran off. Like, I don't really like kind of crowding people. Like, you know, some sure. people when they're running... The last thing they wanted somebody annoying to piss out of them. So I just made a quick kind of, oh shit, sorry for bumping into because I literally bumped into her. Um, but she was at her table um, meeting and greeting people, doing the usual signings, etc. But she was beside the infamous pain in the feckin' hoop. Fucking, what's her name? Faith from Buffy. Name jumped out of my head again. Eliza Dusku. Eliza Douche. Douche. Yeah, yeah. 
that after that I'm pretty sure I've told you about the incident yeah. with the cameraman very funny oh fucking yeah well that bollocks happened but beside Felicia was Kevin Sorbo and then you had Jason Momoa before he was Jason Momoa of fucking Aquaman he was still just Jason Momoa Your from man Stargate, Stargate Atlantis. Yeah. and everybody had so much time for people but the queue for Felicia man was huge mm. and she was coming out from behind the counter and talking to absolutely everybody she had time for everyone always full of smiles really fucking nice and even by the end of the day you went by and the queue was still massive but she was still talking to people well Geek and Sundry and her the guild her show mm. like I don't think it's not it's not doing anything now it's it's gone it's finished but Geek and Sundry are still there yeah and she's kind of in the background I think I know she doesn't much on the foreground anymore she doesn't even act that much either she's in Supernatural oh cool um, she's probably doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes probably like she she owns a production company so I mean yeah, that'll probably, take a lot of your time <clears> takes time. a lot of your time but Critical Role kind of moved away from Geek and Sundry and now their own entity right um, but that has made D&D very popular but I think I've said this before my wife was in, in work the other was a school teacher and she was in the staff room and one of her colleagues listens to the podcast and has been to some of the shows that we've done and he's aware that we're doing a D&D thing at the moment. So he floated the idea with the staff and the school. These are just normies. They're not people that are into anything that we're into. Yeah. One or two might have the odd, you know, oh, I like Star Wars. Yeah. But they decided to get together and have a D&D game. That's phenomenal. And they loved it. They yeah. thought it was one of the best things they'd ever done as a social aspect. Yeah. In my job, my day job, as working in IT, um, in a, I work in a, in, a, in a company across in Dublin, um, a member of their IT team, they're looking for ways to kind of galvanise staff and give them fun things to do at kind of an operations level. There's literally no better team building. And I said to them, I says, well, look, why not organise a D&D session? And initially when I said it, everyone just looked at me and was like, what? And I explained what it was and they were like, holy shit, that's one of the best team building exercises they've ever heard. It's actually, it's really funny because I never thought of it like that. But if you, as a, like, as a former manager of multiple stores and staff, etc., yeah. in my previous uh, incarnations... Just thinking of it like that, if you had to deal with any type of staff issues and shit, you could have like a playbook of scenarios ready to go with characters. Yeah. And you could pick the guy who's struggling in the shop or struggling in the team and actually give him the character that they need to rally around and help and shit. Man, it'd be so fucking easy yeah. to orchestrate that. That is phenomenal. It's a, it's like it builds social abilities. Yeah, completely. Like there's all these memes out there about Dungeons and Dragons saying like, you know, as a dungeon master, you think you're going to be like this guy who's going to have this group of adventures that are going to rise to be heroes. Cats. Yeah, you just, but you're hurting cats, but you also just end up just being like somebody who's been the kind of the adopted father of these bunch of social misfits that really don't yeah. have any interaction with people and now are, are together as a group and interacting. Yeah. And that's, but that's, that's as a nature, as nerds and geeks, by far, we tend to be, a, well, we used to be a lot more socially awkward. Yeah, yeah. But we're socially awkward until we're playing a game like this where we get to put on personas or different hats. Totally. And then we come into ourselves. Like the, yeah. I've played innumerable scenarios, innumerable games, different systems, and every one of them, I've always had a high point or something amazing that's happened. I don't think there's any of them that have left me kind of sour or salty. Yeah. Except, you know, one, I think. But it was a really bad session. <laughs> but, like, there were some great ones I played. Like, I played um, the um, the angelic, kind of divine one called Anomaly. Yeah. Where you basically played angels or demons from particular, I suppose, chapters or underneath particular archangels or demons, etc. And you had scenarios and stuff. <clears throat> but the character that I played, I generally always play paladins. I love the idea of law and structure and that. And especially in a gaming situation where you have to abide by it. 
it kind of makes this the situations kind of like almost confrontational without being confrontational. Like one of the I was um uh like of the the archangel I think it was Dominic, and one of the other guys was of Eli, and Eli basically is love, free love, do all the shit you want to do. I bring you love. So we were walking through a market, and he just goes, oh, "I'm hungry. I'll take a bread loaf and I eat it." La 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 la. And because I was Dominic, and I saw him steal the bread. I went up and was like, you have to pay for the bread. And he goes, no, no, it's Eli. It's, it's God's stuff. It's all for us. So there's this minor confrontation born out of him just getting food. And in the end, he lost his hand. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just this weird fucking shit that kicked off. And it was so much fun. Like afterwards, it would make Fierke, Peaky. Um, he just, he really went with it and just tried to see how far we could push it. And we almost had like, like a pseudo-social discussion commentary while we were playing it. Like, yeah. just regarding law and freedom. And it was just, there was so much fucking crack. Like, yeah, Just that's something, and it's 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 coming to the point where more and more people are discovering this type of thing. So looking yeah. at Dungeons and Dragons as being the granddaddy of all of them, yeah, um, and looking at the different versions that it's had over the years, to to get to the point where it's at now, where Dungeons and Dragons is is probably I have to say it's probably more popular now than it was when we were growing up. Well, you see the likes of social media and the whole but global the, connectivity. But the way they're have. doing it, like they've got the the D and D Beyond system, it's a full online management. Oh, the solution. fucking the the guilds. The what is the thing they're doing at the moment? The the whole where you can bring your characters around to different events and shit like that. Yeah, um, I forget what the name of it is. It's they're, they they guild do the, adventures, yeah, thing, isn't it? Yeah, guild. They do all that, but yeah. like, they have. Was not fu- that thing happened that like over the weekend where some dickhead DM just killed a party? There was some horrible shit that happened at some shows. Yeah. And over the this last one while. guy did it deliberately just to be a sap and he like yeah. people's characters are like ten plus years or something yeah, and just yeah, murk yeah. them all like Yeah. Um but there's been some horrible shit happening. Like it's not all fucking, you know, sunshine and lollipops when it comes to this. You do get some dickheads out there. Yeah, but people get emotionally vested in their characters. But you heard about the guy in the in the was it is it Birmingham? There was a show in Birmingham recently in the I think that might have been the one. But did he did he murk the whole team like No, the one that was in Birmingham, the guy it's pretty fucking grim, actually. Yeah. He had one of the female characters raped. Jesus Christ! And he got booted from the show because of it. Like, what? He got he basically he he put it in as part of the plot line that your character is going to get raped. Oh wow! And it was something about she gets pregnant and is forced to carry the baby or some shit. Jesus! And it's really off the wall type stuff. Like you're kind of going, what the fuck? Yeah. And like like I was saying, uh, getting back to the discussion myself and Fiki were having about Law and Order. That was a fun kind of love for la, bread. La. You know yeah, what I mean? But, but this Jesus. But this guy, like as soon as it got out that this happened, yeah. he was escorted and banned from the show. He's no longer allowed Holy at the show. Shit, the poor fucking young one or dude or whoever, what character but, that was. Like it was reported straight away. As soon as it happened, it was reported and it was dealt with by the con and yeah. the man was ejected from the show. Wow. But like you have dickheads like that. Yeah. But there's always one. Why do you want to harsh people's buzz, man? Yeah. Like that, I'll be honest, I've DM'd an awful lot of games and GM'd or whatever you want to call it, like and one of my favourite games i played of, of all time, and it will still be up there with one of the best game systems I've ever played, is Slay Industries. It's a really, really kind of... It's a cyberpunk game at its core, but it's, it's a really awesome system. It's centred a lot around combat, and basically you are a bunch of, I suppose, mercenaries slash agents for this company, and this guy called Mr. Slayer, who's essentially Lord Veterinary. Right. But you get given these... Like, you can actually... You go to your... Um, I suppose your BPN office, your your um, your basically your warnings, and you can pick a color coded one. So your DM would have to have three or four scenarios ready, so your team can go. Oh, we're gonna go for a nice easy one. It's a walk in the park. Oh, you gotta go find this guy and bring him in, or it could be a really like high level one where you've got to go in and find some corpion espionage, and it spins off into another bit of subterfuge and all this sort of shit. So you can have huge branching scenarios and stories. Jesus. It's amazing, but the guys I played with were the biggest bunch of fucking 
Wankers. <laughs> <laughs> they were the worst cats you could ever ask for for the DM. Nesson, Cormac. Oh, um, God. John Galvin, um, Colin McManus. We had a load of drop-ins as well, because a lot of times when we play games like that, we'd have a lot of friends who'd be like, oh, do you mind if I drop in? Yeah, we'll try up a character real quick. Bang. You are this lad. Da-da. And you might stick around. You might not stick around. You might get murdered. <laughs> you see yeah. how it goes. But it's all in, in humour. But, man, playing that game was just one of the most fun experiences because you're trying to constantly corral these guys. And I found when you're, you're DMing, you've got to kind of give people crumbs yeah. to pick up the story themselves. If you try and railroad them, they kick back. Yeah. And then they try and do the stupidest shit just to see if they can push you off the fucking I've rails. done that to DMs that have these grand plans of these epic storylines that they have written yeah. from start to finish with fucking full notes. It's like, uh, they're like, they're right, not, they feel like they're more, writing Lord of the Rings. But there's not more heartbreaking than somebody putting like two months of effort into a scenario and you yeah. just go, now we're going to go left. No, you have to, yeah. go, you have to go yeah. right. Why would you go left? <laughs> like I've, I derailed, there's a character I created for a game and it was, the game was, was meant to be all end of the world apocalyptic type shit. Mm. The character I created for it was Dwarf. Okay. Dwarf Engineer. Right. His name is Carrots Johnson. Okay, I'm guessing Pratchett-esque Carrot. Kind of. Yeah. And he, um, his weapons of choice mm-hmm. were steam-powered stilts. Okay. And uh, it kind of went from there. Right. And it just, the story, the, the DM put his heart and soul into the game. Mm-hmm. But I was having too much fun. Bouncing around the place in stilts like a mental dwarf. Yeah. And I went full on like <laughs> Scottish dwarf. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh leaping about the place um, but the character lived on like the character I got told after that that was one of the funnest characters anyone ever seen <laughs> in the game so that character is, has shown up in other games that I've run nice so he kind of he's like he he's like the sliders character for all of my <laughs> all of my games he just shows up yeah. in all of my games in some form or another um, with or without his stilts <laughs> but yeah like you do you have DMs that write these epic sweeping story arcs and they just expect you to slot your character in wherever they deem fit yeah. that's not the way it works go from room A to room B to no. room C pick up the no. crumbs go to blah blah yeah but you've got to kind of like, like or pick up the, the artifact and go ahead but yeah. I've, I've always found if, if you kind of you subtly mention stuff but you have to do it in kind of a almost like they do in movies like you know you mention something in act one that comes back in act three or that kind of stuff like there's always yeah. that kind of little nods and when you give people information you've got to kind of you've got to tie it well enough that it's not spelling the shit out for them. But also that it's kind of giving them a thread to pick at. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I fucking, I loved it. I absolutely loved the, um, yeah, no, it's one of my favourite things. With, when we were playing the, the Slay Industries game, I always, I always do something like, I'm, I'm kind of renowned for it as well when I'm DMing, as the lads call it, the unexpected rockfall. <laughs> because we used to play um, Warmer Quest. And when we did Warm Request, we did the tabletop side of it, but we, we basically RPG'd the shit out of it as well. So when you went to towns and you did your bits and bobs, like there was there was loads of the little... Like we'd <coughs> spend half the session in the town going around finding stuff before actually going yeah, into the dungeon. that's part of the fun. Yeah. So, but if the lads were dicking around and taking too long and searching every fucking room, they actually had a card in that game called Unexpected Rockfall that seals off a tunnel. And basically, if they kept fucking around, I go, right, Unexpected Rockfall, you all take fucking D6 by fucking X amount of hits... Get the fuck on with it. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, yeah. So any time we're playing any kind of game, I'll just sort of go, right, lads, unexpected rockfall. Okay. <laughs> but in Slay Industries, because the way Slay is, it's it's a cyberpunk, but it's based around this. It'd work really well now if they did a revamp of it. It's all about social media and stuff like So the serial killers in this game who are media stars. Right. And they have cameras following. This game's like 
15 or 10, 15, I think maybe 20 years old. But <clears throat> they've got like cameras that follow them around and there's live news feeds of them murdering people and it's it's like almost like that 2008. It's an honour to get killed by him because you're on TV, you're famous. Like, oh, my dad got killed by this guy. Yeah, it's the best thing that's ever happened. It's like a weird messed up version of Strange Days or something. Yeah, actually. And there's a lot of, like I said, cyberpunk and tech. <clears throat> and there's a lot of DNA altered. Like you can get like pets which are DNA altered, cats are DNA altered, dogs to look or be a specific way. So you can have like a kitten that stays a kitten constantly. Right. But it could be feral. So one of the lads actually had it. Yeah, basically like Boo in um, Baldur's Gate. Right. He had a kitten in a box on his armor, and when it went bad, he just opened the cage, and the cat went down and went for someone's eyes. So, but um, I digress. What the lads were doing, they would go into every area and search fucking everything. Pure loot holes. <laughs> just constantly trying to do. get more and more loot. Like, So it got to the stage where I was like, right, you find jack shit. Right, go on attention. What do you find? <gasps> you find jack shit again, for fuck's sake. Okay, you find Jack shit. Jack shit is a contract killer who's fed up with you guys <laughs> fucking around and has been tasked with the job of killing you. So anytime they were dicking around, it's like, he found Jack shit. I mean, they'd have a little fight with him. So if they were dicking around, it would always trigger this scrap with this fucking guy who was intent on killing them. And they'd always just manage to get over by the skin of their nuts. And then get back on with the story. It was like, whew, fucking early got us this week. <laughs> it's, like your, it's like that little fucking uh, mole character from Final Fantasy VII. The guy with the lamp that shows up. Yeah. Yeah, he just like, he just moves towards you really slowly. Oh, the Tombri? Yeah, Tombri. Yeah, no, really no, well. this this guy was fast. <laughs> but then when he just gets you, oh yeah, dead. fucking nine 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 damage yeah. in the back. Yeah, you're gone. But uh, yeah, man, I fucking love that game. What was your favorite gaming system of all time? Oh. Outside of D and D, obviously D and D is the daddy, right? But next to. That's tough to pick. I loved Vampire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved Vampire. Vampire and um, Eternal Struggle? Yeah, I did look back at... Oh, the Masquerade, sorry. The, the Masquerade. Game Eternal Struggle. The Masquerade. Masquerade and then or Jihad, as they called it before, but they had to change that name for some reason. Mm. Uh, and then I did love the early days Star Wars RPG as well. Yeah. I got a lot of fun out of that one. Oh, shit. I played a bit the of that. classic actually, yeah. Star Wars. Like, there was, this is the one you're talking like... Is there a dark Jub-Jub turned up? I think so, yeah. The one, the, the, late, the, the, one the, the one of the late 90s. One of the late 90s. I think I still have the book of it at home somewhere. Yeah. Um, I play, well that's when I played I played like 94 96. I played a few scenarios that was good, good crack, crack yeah. good crack but like the vampire masquerade was I was big into that it was during my kind of like grunge metal phase obviously yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that briefly that's that's when I was doing the cam larp yeah, yeah that was, and that I, was... do, I do remember seeing photographs or I actually seen in person in, in the <laughs> distance it's like oh some prick I've seen this view of the vampire too many times yeah that would have been me I, had, I wasn't even interviewed the vampire I had this really awesome it was a pirate shirt and I had like it wasn't even a frilly collar it just it was had the sleeves what the lack of the, yeah <laughs> and the sleeveless trench coat and the fucking sleeves are bullshit yeah. but no the, the shirt had this kind of really fucking cool it was almost like a ruffled collar but it wasn't ruffled it was laced so it was a lace going through it like that he looked that. like that wrestler guy what was the wrestler that thought he was a vampire shit I don't know wasn't there a wrestler in the 90s that was thought that he was Gangrel? a vampire yeah, because he was actually sponsored, I think, by Wizards of the Coast. Because <laughs> yeah, Gangrel yeah. one of the clans, like, so yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he was. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, myself and my mate Ness and my mate Owen, actually, we played uh, Three Malkavians. And uh, we used to torment the shit out of people in that game. Like, it was one of the, like, the Cam Larp, Camarilla Larp, was one of the best things to happen to Dublin for gaming back when I was a kid. Because it was a fucking, I think it was nearly 50 strong roster of players. It's crazy. That met up, and I think it was it was every second Friday, if I'm not mistaken. 
um, in the Ormonds, and then it was a couple of other places like. But like they used to be in the Ormond on the Keys, and it was in the attic. Yeah, it was this really cool. Because the Ormond was a bit area. of a shit box anyway, so that the place had fallen apart as is. Oh man, it so was it was amazing. perfect. It was so immersive because yeah. you had like the stage where like the fucking the princes and all the fucking higher ups were up there, and then there was little shits down the bottom causing fucking trouble. Oh man, it was deadly. I kept every fucking week. I got into shit. But there was one session, and I'll never forget it. We drove my mate, as you know, Taron, Taron Donnelly. Yeah. We drove Taz demented. Like, we just kept pissing people off. Like, it wasn't always our intent, but somebody would come over and try and be smart. And they'd be like, all right, that's it. You're the victim for this evening. You've fucking incurred the wrath of the Malkavians. Right, lads, let's go annoy him. But we weren't, like, you know, some people play Malkavians that kind of fucking really wacky, kind of stupid. Like, myself and my mate Nesson thought it'd be really cool if we, our characters, thought we were cartoon or comic book characters right so we thought we were Sinister Dexter from the 2018 Sinister Dexter comic <laughs> and we thought that was like uh, we thought that was newspaper documents like it was almost like a, a recorded history of our actual events right so that was like Lord, what happened in there happened and then we corrupted another little Malkavian and told him he was that character and he just didn't realise and he had to remember it so we had to read all these books to get his memory back so we corrupted this other Malkavian <laughs> to think that he was part of it so that was if you've read the Sinister Dexter was Nervous Rex. Yeah. Because I don't want to play a character who had like lots of fucking anxiety and just freaked out. Like, <laughs> So what we would do is we would always be going and we would be, I suppose we were hired mercenaries for all the other clans and they would basically just get us to kill people. But we'd assume we were doing it as Sinister Dexter and shit. full LARP. Full on LARP, full costume. I even had a fucking super soaker shotgun that I had as my scatter gun. Nesson even fucking got his little fucking phony written on the side of his head. We really got into it. I mean, everyone else there was fully dolled up. There was Gangrel, there was fucking Nosferatu, all the major clans, Torridor, people in the big fucking fancy shirts. You had yeah. your fucking Ventru in their fucking suits. It was fucking amazing. It was so immersive. But we ended up, I ended up getting two thirds blood bonded to the prince. Wow. Yeah, I was real fucked, man. He nearly got me. <laughs> but the, they dominated us one time into me only speaking with the Vels. I and O and Nesson with A and E and O with U. So anytime anybody was saying, we'd have a little, and we'd have sentences. So we started to figure out ways to say things to annoy people in a couple of phrases and shit. So then we just started going. That'd like, be really annoying because you'd be like one person would be starting it and the other person would be ending it. Yeah. So it'd be like. But we had to get the timing together. So yeah. like over the course of the hour and a half, two hours of the LARP, by the end of it, we were stringing perfect sentences together. The three of us in complete synchronicity annoying the absolute piss out of everyone that's, else. that's fucking CS that's Alice in Wonderland bullshit oh, right there but it was so much fun playing a, a, a clan like the, the Malkavians because we did do a lot of behind the scenes stuff and a lot of the times the, the if you'll excuse the word obfuscate not actually using the skill obfuscate but we were obfuscating what we were doing yeah. but pretending to be idiots and fucking around getting close to the targets we needed to kill them getting annoyed and then chasing us down around the corner and then we jump. Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of really fucking subtle fucking around, but we got to just really have fun with it, and it was great crack. Like, but that, that that larp ran for so long. Like either side of us joining it and leaving, it was still running for another couple of years. I think. I think it might still be gone actually. I dare it. Well, not in the Ormond anyway. No, well the Ormond's long gone. But um, I don't like I don't know. I mean, I never larping. I I did larping once or twice. The first time I did LARPing actually was at Galecon one year and I won a prize yeah. for the LARP. Had to play a rug- for the LARP. For the LARP. I had to, <laughs> I had to play a rugger bugger. Yeah. And uh, I won a, won a prize. It was actually, funny enough, the prize I won was the Firefly RPG book. Oh, very nice. Um, Which was kind of cool. And I played one session of that and the, the session of that I played was in Cork at the show that I won 
the original Jane had from the show. On oh, the auction. In, in the auction. <laughs> that was that was a bit of crackish. That Firefly RPG is good. Hmm. And I still have the book for that, but I only ever played one session of it. This is the danger, you see. That's, and I said before, it's getting people together. Oh, man. Finding the time to do it yeah. is killer. Even now, like we're doing the podcast one, and getting everyone wrangled together for the second session. We've, we've stapled it down. We know what they were recording. But it's getting to that point is tough. Yeah. You know? Are you doing a, you're doing a weekly Star Trek one, aren't you? Uh, no, it's a monthly. Monthly uh, Star Trek one. Monthly Star Trek one, yeah. How are you finding that? Because I've, I've played that Star Trek one as well. That system, system is amazing. System is really good. It's so easy. And it's so fluid when you start using it. Yeah. It's really easy for call. And the whole threat and, um, what you call it? What's the other side of the threat? Because now we keep causing threats. The other one, the good stuff you get. Momentum. momentum the yeah. threat momentum system works really, yeah. really fucking well. But uh, yeah, that, that's good crack. It's real good crack. I'm in a group on that because again, I've played a session of that. I've DM'd a session of that, but it was mainly with a lot of people who have never played. Or yeah, we were before. we were talking about this because your guys are playing it very straight. Yeah, we're playing it borderline night crew. Yeah, from Robot Chicken, we're just fucking absolutely running with it. Although we did try and do one by the numbers last week, and it was there was there was barely a fucking shot fired. It was that fucking actually. No, I wow, we, I don't think we even actually fired a shot. Like, oh, no. We didn't we didn't actually engage in any combat other my than guys have restraining some security guys. No, my, like the previous session was all combat. We were fucking chasing down the neck gribblies and we were fucking murdering everybody. But this the second <coughs> arc, fuck all combat. We literally restrained two security guards and that was it. And yeah. we got to do some serious role playing. It was really, really good crack. The guys now I will give the guys credit where credit's due. The the, the majority of them like one only there was one on one player in the group out of four. Who had done RPGs before, done D and D, and had played a few games, and done yeah, tabletop. We were fifty fifty right? in the middle of our group. Yeah. The other three lads, never done it before, and they were, some of them were quite apprehensive going into it. But once they got going, they loved it. Yeah. Um. They, they came up with some wacky scenarios or solutions to fix problems. Mm. Like they were by the book, as in they were all like the three three out of the four were massive Trek fans. Then the four of them were Trek fans, but three out of the four were massive Trek fans. Yeah. And I'm a huge Trek fan. And. They loved the lore that I'd put into the story. And one of the main parts of the story is that they had to break into Rurupente. Yeah. The, the penal colony, the Klingon penal colony. The solution they came up with, though, was definitely not something I saw coming. One of the characters is a geneticist. Right. And is able to repli- replicate DNA and change people's DNA. Oh, Val modification. Yeah, to kind of make them look like they're in different, yeah. different kind of races. Oh, we, we did a lot of that as well. That, car- <laughs> that character's female, right? Yeah. She's, uh, she's like, um, she's, uh, what you call it? Not oh, Dax. Dax. Oh, Trill. Trill. She's Trill. Yeah. So, they came up with this idea to break into Rorapente. They thought the security guards need entertainment. So they turned themselves into Klingon prostitutes. Wow. And were brought to the planet as entertainment. Jesus. And that could go horribly wrong. Oh, it nearly did. Yeah. It nearly did. Um, but they managed to then start murdering people, Klingons. <laughs> and, uh, oh, it's okay. They weren't real people. They were just Klingons. They were just Klingons. <laughs> uh, they were just security guards. Um, but yeah, they, they got their way in there and managed to disable the, sh- the energy shield and get out with the information that they needed. But it was the scenario leading up to... One of them also almost having to put out for the, the, the head warden. Take him for the team. Take him one for the team. Literally this close. To take him one for the team so they could get on to the next section of the of the, 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 the prison to get to where they needed to go. But they managed to, to defuse that situation with a, with, a, with a swift phaser blast to the temple. Yeah, we, we, we've had no... None of that. We've done no Kirk moments as yet. No. No. It's, it's all pretty much Worf so far. 
with us. Just full on kapla. Full on, yeah, yeah. Except yeah. for like I said, this last one we played it a bit more. It was actually it was a lot more Picard. I'd say we were, we were quite proud of ourselves by the end of it. The fact that we didn't job everyone. Well, part of the story that I've given them, it, there's, there are a few diplomatic moments, but few and far between. It's it's very yeah. much action orientated, but they are trying to find certain ways out of it, stealthy ways. Our ace pilot hasn't managed to land the ship properly <laughs> once. Uh, has, yeah. l- has lost a couple. We, so. we have our ace in the hole we call Ensign Ricky. <laughs> who is literally the jack of all trades, but seems to, like, it, its own secondary character. Who just seems to fucking nail everything. He's a fucking ace pilot. He's an ace engineer. He's just, it's just the roles, man. Fucking, he is a combat nut bar. He's just a fucking, like, you need something done, you get Ricky on that shit. <laughs> so I'm hoping we never lose Ricky, man. We'll be fucked. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's always good to have a Ricky. Yep. But yeah, no, so like, there's so many different systems in play mm-hmm. and I've I've done so many homebrew systems as well where I've mixed oh we we, we, we did our own Necromunda homebrew we yeah. basically expanded a, like we ran two different campaigns and that actually with different players but um, yeah it, it's fun doing your own homebrew once you once you get a feel for the rules and you can kind of yeah. freeball it yeah the best homebrew type-esque was more of, more of once again freeballing scenario was a mate of mine um, Adam Sullivan ran the uh, Hunter the Reckoning campaign now hunter the reckoning was set in the same universe as the vampire system and mage and werewolf the only, mm. werewolf the only one i haven't actually played werewolf I, could crack yeah i played i played vampire and i played mage mage was amazing i had yeah. this fantastic um correspondence mage um <laughs> who was just an absolute fucking legend and i he kept incurring um paradox all the time but i'd burn it off all the time just to see what fun the dm would do but he kept trying to fuck me because it was, it was mainly correspondence that he was using. Yeah. He'd be doing shit, like shifting my point of view to six feet behind me and up in the air. I'm like, oh, cool, I'm playing a third person video again. Cool. <laughs> and then to annoy him, I just lay down on my back and put a book on my between my shoulder blades and started reading it. <laughs> so I used to love finding the ways he was going to fuck around with me. But we ended up playing this, uh, this my mate Adam's um, Haunt of the Reckoning game. And it was probably the single best game I have ever played. Bar none. Wow. It was just phenomenal. Like, Adam was probably one of the best DMs I've ever had. Right? He is just, he's really great. He's very charismatic as well. He's very good at kind of keeping everybody involved. Now, the roster for this game was 20, I think. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, because we used to run it in our house in uh, Russell Avenue in town, right? And there was maybe a core group of six people. But if anybody ever came over to the house, that was it, you're in. Because the way the system Adam had run was beautiful. You play yourself at this point in your life and you're suddenly exposed to the world of darkness nice so you get sucked in to vampire mage and the rest of it we were hunting down this um, fucking vampire bastard can't think of his goddamn name now something French <laughs> can't remember now it was going to annoy me now it'll, it'll hit me later on but no he was, it was, um, was it Le Fleur or something Le Fleur it's the, the fucking the guy from Butch Cassidy yeah no no some fucking, it was something there was Fleur in there somewhere Fleur de I don't know it was some fucking Fleury anyway right <laughs> But this guy was a fucking bastard, right? But I was myself when I came into the game and I ended up developing um, almost Wolverine-esque abilities, like, because he gave us all the uh, Hunter the Reckoning abilities, like, Mm. so I was able to regenerate. That was it. That was the only skill I had was just regeneration, nothing else. Everybody who came in it got one ability. Wow. And we had to basically work together to do this. Man, it was fucking phenomenal. And anytime we had somebody came into the game and we needed something like... Shit, you know a guy who works in the airport, don't you? Yeah, your uncle. 
fuck it call your uncle up on the phone right? so, ah, da, 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 da. so like real life scenarios yeah yeah that's but cool but we have this mad shit happening so we needed to, we had this fucking genius idea that we could set a trap for the vampires using aviation fuel because that burns clear you can't see it right yeah. so we could set a trap and set him on fire and he would know he was on fire till he was on fire and get the bastard <laughs> however right like I said ads was great we just gone with the scenario we ended up getting in we got the fuel and as we're getting it we botched a few fucking stealth rolls and we basically got caught so we had to do a fucking burner. It was Dublin Airport there, are <laughs> The thing is, your man, because everything was set in modern, all right, but there were the other, all the other, um, I suppose, factions that would be in the world of darkness suddenly became part of our world. Yeah. So we had all these mad special forces fuckers hunting down vampires who suddenly turned the right to us because we were involved in all the activity. There was another, um, an agency that Adam had made up for the game that were hunting us as well. And fucking, it was brilliant. But these guys basically attacked us and I came up with this amazing genius idea, right? These guys are chasing us, right? We've all we have weaponry wise is shotguns and fucking stuff we got off a farm we raided before we were doing another <laughs> thing, right? So we had a double barrel shotgun, and I was like, great. If I put my shotgun up against my trench coat, right? Stuff the barrel of the trench coat and the shotgun into a tub of this aviation fuel, right? Hold it up against the back window that's been shot out of the van and pull the trigger, right? Science, fireball, take all the guys out, yeah? Yeah, no. I critically botched the fucking roll. <gasps> Set the whole fucking van on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly blew me through the fucking windshield. The whole thing goes up in flames. We ended up like well fucked up. And for the rest of the entire campaign, my nickname was Blisterine. Nice. Because I could heal like Wolverine, but I was fucking burnt up the bits. Like I healed afterwards, but it still stuck. But wow. like every one of our, our mates that came into the game, they were like, right, cool, you're in. The other addition to this game that was kind of crucial was it was always on a Friday night or Saturday night so there'd be a few cans involved yeah so it always got stupid so you can imagine the scenarios one of our mates I'm not going to say I've done RPGs with you they always get stupid but man this is a different level of stupid one of my mates I'm not going to say who he is right but he joined the game and he dicked around a little bit and then fucked off we ended up robbing him and leaving him with his bags around his ankles in a dumpster in Dublin somewhere (laughs) in the game in the game in In the the game. game yeah we had a, a particular, like, now, this, I'm not fucking, obviously, in real life, I wouldn't be proud of this, but in the game, anytime we need a transport, we thought the best thing to do was just phone a taxi, knock the taxi driver out, put him sitting up against the wall, throw him a few quid, use the car, la 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 la, right? But because we did this too many times, right, this whole other scenario ads came up with, with this, this guy called Papa Billy, right, who was the first out lad we knocked out, right, and everybody was connected to his family. So we ended up having a fight with a shitload of cabbies from all over the Ireland. The Taxi Drivers Guild of Ireland. Pretty much, They're yeah. All assassins. Oh my God, man. It was amazing. But anytime we fucking, we, we get a taxi, we sit there and write, look at the label, the license plate, roll. Oh shit, Papa Billy. Let's step <laughs> on it, fuck. And the scenario would kick up again. But like, it ended up, it was a simple us trying to take out the vampire guy, man. And to be honest, over about six months, we barely went near the vampires. We just had so much fun <laughs> taking about in this session. And like, if anyone, if no one has ever done it, it's really cathartic to do something like that. Like, just take you as a person. Yeah. And even, like, the, the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Like, just take you and put you in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. You get a character class, you get a couple of skills, and that's fucking it. Yeah. And build it up from there. Yeah, yeah. It's just so much fun. Oh, I've done stuff like that now. before where it is, it's like, you know, like, you take yourself and put yourself in. I've done that in a few different games, but not to not to that extent where there's, like, 20 plus people oh, involved. Like, That's and, insane. Well, mate, you know, you know Baz, and Connor's, Baz and Connor from Fibbers? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> they jumped in. <clears throat> they were, like, the agents of destruction. There were, there were two lads who, who um, uh, used to drink regularly in our, in our local Fibbers, but 
they'd always be up for a bit of argy bargy or a bit of a laugh or any kind of shenanigans on the, on the metal side of stuff. On the metal side of stuff. Yeah. So usually somebody getting knocked around or whatever. But like anyway, they were lovely lads, just as long as you're their mates. Yeah. But when they came up to the scenario, right, they jumped in. Connor was basically murking people left, right and centre. But Baz got so fucking locked. I'll never forget it, right? He had one of those mini kegs. Yeah. Those mini beer yeah, kegs. Yeah, yeah. He was lying on the floor <clears throat> with the tap turned to the side. He just occasionally turned it. Uh, uh, so he had the keg firmly square on his chest. I just lying there, staring at the ceiling, occasionally getting more locked. Like, but any time <clears throat> Connor did that, all you hear from Baz, I oh, am exactly eleven feet behind Connor to the left. <laughs> Everything Connor said didn't matter. He went to the jacks. Baz was exactly eleven feet behind him to the left. <laughs> oh, dude, great crack. Oh man, Jesus. Good I think times. yeah, we've definitely gone on enough about RPGs. That's off one question. Yeah, RPGs are fucking awesome, man. Aren't they? Yep, they really, really are. Speaking of RPGs, Baldur's Gate. Yes, Big Baldur's Gate 3, mm-hmm. and also all the previous ones. Now, they're currently, I have Baldur's Gate, the Enhanced Edition, on my fucking phone. But they're releasing all of the previous ones, including Icewind Dale and Neverwinter Nights, Jeez. on the Switch in September. Ooh. I think I think Neverwinter or Icewind Dale, I think, could be coming out in December. It was Neverwinter multiplayer, wasn't it? I think so. Hmm. I think so. Baldur's Gate is a multiplayer. I suppose, yeah. Um, we actually used to play a lot of those games, even just even if they were multiplayer, just hot seating it. Yeah. Oh yeah, those type of games are more than But no, Baldur's Gate is so fucking good. Um, probably the best Dungeons and Dragons games out there, mm. by far. Uh, but they're re-releasing them all on the Switch and I will be picking them the fuck up. Um, also... I think Arcanum's probably my favourite RPG though. Arcana? Arcanum of Steamwork and Magic Obscura. It's basically like Baldur's Gate, but with Steampunk shit. So you can actually be like an engineer. It's like shorting people with Torchlight kind of took off that as well. Yeah. Degree. Yeah, it's a bit like that, but it's a bit heavier on the old yeah. mechanics side of Because you can actually be an engineer and build your own suits of power armor while fighting wizards and shit. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I'm also waiting for uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire to drop on the Switch as well. That game is so fucking good. Yeah. Fuck, I, I have the it. first one. Yeah, no, I played the shit of the first one. Yeah. I haven't finished it now, but I played the absolute shit of yeah. it. The second one's meant to be Whopper. It's fucking. It's such a satisfying game yeah. to play. Second one is like Pirates. Oh yeah. So you have your own ship Woo-hoo-hoo. and you're sailing around and there's pirates everywhere. Oh, and you're hunting down a god. Oh well, wow. alright. So I'm um, it's coming like it's out now. You can get it on Steam. Oh yeah. But it's like the second one's on Steam, but it's coming out on the Switch. So yeah. I'm like and it's coming out on the PlayStation. So I, 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 have I, I tend to, I tend to blinkers up a lot for games until they're like out for a while so I can actually afford to get them. Yeah, because they're dropping, especially on their Steam's Steam, well, Steam it, It's more the fact that you get the game of the year edition with everything fucking really? in it. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. I know there's the reg- I got actually good today for Father's Day I got a few little bits and bobs and I got uh, a GameStop card cool and I went and got a, a Divinity Original Sin 2 oh wow that's a good game which is uh, I got it for 30 quid yeah can't go wrong with that it's pretty solid so I was like yeah I have that huh? for the PS4 so I have that waiting for me after I've completely finished the new Borderlands DLC yeah I haven't even started that yet yeah you should it's a lot of fun I'm going I'm still, still playing the shit out of the Division 1 yeah. not even looking at 2 <laughs> Much to the annoyance of my friend Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kerry, yeah. yeah. He's, every five minutes, he's like, Go on, go on, get Division 2. No, go on, it's really cheap. No, I need to make all this. It is on sale at the moment, I Yep, I know, he keeps yeah, telling me. It's on sale. No. Um, but no, it is a cracking, cracking game. Great shooter. Yeah. Great shooter. I fucking love Division 1, though. Yeah. No, Division, like, I've heard, I actually only played the beta of Division 1, I never played the main game. Mm. Uh, I think I've said that before, but the Division 2. All in for it. Really solid. Yeah. I thought it was up to 11, I hear. Like, yeah, what? really solid. The, the, the gunplay in it apparently is a lot. Like I said, I have very little comparison to the first one, but 
when I what I've played in the second one, which is a lot. Yeah. The gunplay is fantastic. The cover system in that game is phenomenal. Yeah. It's taken out of this. I didn't notice, but Kev Keen told me this, and I I had the game. But I never played it. It's a Splinter Cell game that the cover system's taken out of. Oh really? Yeah, it's one of the last Splinter Cell games coming. I have it on the PS3, and I started it just to mm. see what it was like, and it is. The cover system's taken straight out of the. So you look over there, hold down A, and off you go. Splinter Cell Blacklist. Ah oh, right. Um, so you let it's literally like you see a piece of cover X shows up on the piece of cover you press X whoop, whoop, yeah. behind I love how fluid that is though. like you literally look at it hold down A and he runs and if you need to stop you just let go of A murder 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 and well, I one of my favourite things in the game is the jump animation oh yeah just when you're jumping over. over things I'm like I just get some weird satisfaction out of it yeah like it's like it just releases endorphins every time <laughs> it happens just to see him jump it's so Cause, fluid because I've made me in the game. Yeah, yeah. So it's me. So the dude looks like me, which is, is very. There's a better character customization in the second one. Yeah, because yeah, you can make yourself. You know, I think you'd be able to make yourself. I'm as well, very easy, man. It's pure ambience up here. It's like a man's thigh. Like the arms third album. <laughs> and I'm the same. You know, you just take a face, slap a beard, and it's like, oh, cool, it looks like Doc. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. Like a bald guy with a beard and it's Wayne. Bald yeah. guy with beard and glasses. You're alright. I remember I made myself in a wrestling game once. My man walked into the room. And said, Jesus, you're on the telly. It was like, yeah, it took me two well, minutes, man. <laughs> well, that's an easy joke right there mm. for you in a wrestling game. Fuck off. Yeah. This, that, is, no. <laughs> this is before that bollocks. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking done with you. I'm going on now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, another shop related news. We are getting in the Spider Man fucking Far From Home wave any minute now. I saw the post for that. On the, I think it was a post for. Is this the. the Mysterio and Meltman. Which one's this now? These the, the the small figures. The movie, yeah, six inch. Yeah, so if there was a there was a post up on the Dublin City Comics page earlier on today of that set, I think. Yeah, yeah. We have we actually cool. have the homecoming uh, Spider Man and Mary Jane pack in at the moment. Cool, it's really fucking sweet. The the likeness of Mary Jane is fucking uncanny, man. Yeah. Oh man, they like whatever they've done over in Hasbro, they've just dialed up the the face sculpt to eleven. Because there was a while there where some of their face sculpts were pretty ropey. Yeah, the Black Series Poe Darman's a bit fucking bogey. Oh. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was the bogeyest, yeah. That was bogey. It was dirty. Yeah, it was, it was so fucking derpy, man. Yeah. But since then, they've just dialed it up like um, Val Vandor or Val 1. Yeah. She is fucking perfect. Like, it wow. literally looks like a small version of her. Um, even that, man, they captured his fucking, his stupid grin. <laughs> <laughs> like, every single character they've done since Derpy Poe Dameron yeah, they've just dialed it up. It's 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 almost like that was the low point. They're like, right, shit, we're never doing that again. Let's fix that shit. They outsourced that one probably. Or something. Yeah, um, DJ um, from Canto Polite, um, he's perfect as well. Yeah, fucking every other character in the Black Series since then have been fucking perfect. But like I said, the legends now. So I'm curious to see what the Jake Gyllenhaal one's gonna look like, mm. because yeah. like the fucking like the rest of them have just been so fucking good. Like all the uh, Infinity War. What's the build the character that comes to that? Because I saw it, I was like, what's that? It's the Molten Man. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's just like... It's a big blob of fiery yeah, mess, like it lava. Like, it's like splooge or something. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? It's couldn't, you couldn't really make it out, but I was like... Yeah, because it looks like a big blob of mess. But when it goes together, it's actually pretty impressive. But it's going to be quite big. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the Mysterio figure out of all of them and that. And that's Spider-Man, the fucking tactical Spider-Man. Oh. Is that meant to be Spider-Man Noir? Or? Yeah, well, it's it's the Marvel Universe, MCU version of Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. Because it's Spider-Man Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of... Yeah, it was stealth gear and shit like that. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Those those uh, figures do look badass. Mm. They do, and they're highly articulated. Oh well. yeah, the Spider ones especially. They all have double jointed. Have to be. Yeah, Spidey ones have to be articulated so you can do all the poses. Well, they're still the 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 best one still to this day is the McFarlane Spider Man. 
Um, the McFarlane figures are cracking. No, 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 no. It, it's it's Toy Biz. It was a Toy oh. Biz figure, but it was actually called. It's based on the McFarlane version. Oh, of the nineties McFarlane yeah. Spidey. But that Spider Man is still to this day the most articulate. You can get pretty much every Spider Man move out of him. Cool. Yeah, but the latest ones now, they've kind of aped all the joints and shit that they use. So they're they're literally getting to the point. So we're hoping to see this wave of Spider Man being the the definitive. Cool. Spider Man like. Like um, even the spider grands and stuff we got in recently are fucking great figures. Like, but yeah, it's, it's a great time for action figures. It really is all the fucking Marvel Legends. Well, the it, it says a lot for action figures when I'm starting to collect more. Yeah. Because I'm I'm not really a heavy collector because I've got the space, but I'm starting to buy a lot more figures. Mm. Like I got that John Wick figure. Mm. Fucking gorgeous. Yeah. That was gorgeous. Which was that with the Mayfex was it? Mayfex one, yeah. Yeah, they're real. Fucking the import nice. that you got. That's, it's ironic because I used the Revolt Tech were like my go-to. Action figures for posing and stuff. Yeah. But I got the Mafex. Um, was it? The, it was Mafex Deadpool. Yeah. Fucking unreal, dude. It's just it aesthetically, it's the fucking perfect figure. Like mm-hmm. them and the Figma figures as well are fucking up there. Yeah. The, well, the John Wick one now, the one that I got, I was like, wow, okay, it's John Wick. Wow. I have to get it. But it's like, whoa, <laughs> it's breathtaking. One might say. <laughs> hey. Um, He's breathtaking. You're breathtaking. <laughs> but it's like this: the the head skull. You get two different heads. A woman his hair slicked back. Woman his mm. hair forward. Uh, you get different hands. You get the different weapons with them. All the different weapons, um, and you get a little stand for him to to stand in, and it's cracking. It's it's a place of honor in front of my other action figures at home. Nice. But I've like the McFarland toys. I think when they started to come out and they started to be decent, and mm. um, the price point on those is really solid. Yeah, you can't fault that price point on those figures because pretty much the, anything between twenty to forty quid is always my kind of sweet spot. Yeah, like thirty quid, I think, is where most of the Marvel Legends are now. Marvel Select, I think, I think thirty is like your benchmark price point now. Yeah. But you get like the McFarlane stuff would be like your twenty twenty five. Yeah, like and like the, the Borderland McFarlane figures, Borderlands yeah. too. There's an next wave of them coming soon. Yeah, they're because well, they're, I say they're going to ramp up more Borderland stuff coming with the new with three coming out in September. But yeah. the like the the handsome Jack figure which I have which is cracking. The I have the claptrap myself. The claptrap. I want to get the claptrap one. The tiny Tina one looks yeah. deadly. I have the old Mecha um, Borderlands figures. The they're worth a pretty penny now. The um, claptrap and the Bandit. Yeah. So the bandit is like the iconic figure. Like I don't know why they haven't brought that out in the McFarlane yet. They're probably gonna bring out Krieg, who's the bandit character you can play. No, but I mean game. like just the bandit, like you know yeah. the cover of every board. Yeah, well game. they they might do the the special edition one for Tree because he's there's there's something there's, you know that have you seen the pick the poster that they have Tree? Yeah. That bandit looks like he's meant to look like Mary, Jesus. I think, or Jesus. But he's got yeah. the blue on him, so you can go on yeah. the Virgin Mary. Shoot him a shoot face. Yeah, the face um, gotta have it. Eat it it's just yeah like I said playing Borderlands 2 again it's really funny Facebook reminded me that this time four years ago right now I was mm. playing Borderlands 2 <laughs> and I'm still playing Borderlands 2 that's like me with uh, Warframe <laughs> yeah, I have to show you I'll show, when we're finished recording I'll show you a video of gameplay that I, that's what it reminded me there's a video I posted of the gameplay of two Goliaths fighting each other oh yeah with what, the heads <laughs> yeah and it's something that happens and I was like it just happened yeah just just naturally happened in game and I, I didn't try and do it. It just happened. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I just you just see my carriage just standing there looking like tennis back and forth between these two cards going, what the fuck is going on? It's It was a weird situation. But that was like four four or five years ago. And I'm still playing Borderlands 2 now and it's still just as good. Yeah. You it's know? the daddy of all, of all the loot shooters. Yeah, it is the daddy of all the loot shooters. Hmm. And 3 does look decent. Yeah. I saw some gameplay footage of it there. At each what the hell run and gun? Yeah, brings new meaning to the phrase "running gun." It does because it's a running gun. Yeah, um, and I'm even tempted to go back and, and like play through with the pre sequel as well, mm. even though it isn't, isn't as lauded as Borderlands Two. I still like the the, the pre sequel. Haven't played it yet. It's so good. I don't like Handsome Jack at all. 
Well, well, one thing he's not in the next one, but yeah. it he it, this is his the, the pre sequel is his origin story. Yeah, no, that's why I'm not asked. Yeah, <laughs> but he, I will get to it at some point. But it's, it's not like high on my list of shit it, to do. It's it's enjoyable. They've got lasers in it because it's mm. on the moon. Yeah, um, and it's a different. There's a different gameplay dynamic to it because oh, it's, all it's about on the, the air moon. and shit, isn't it? It's all about air, and if if you shoot the lasers in the air when you're in an air uh, an oxygenated environment, yeah. and you shoot the lasers, they do more damage. Yeah, if they do it outside of an oxygenated environment, they don't do as much damage because they're not burning things. Yeah, like there's some interesting physics in the game, hmm. and it's very well put together, and you get to play as claptrap. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I get I I'm actually he's like, I got, the, he's like the annoying piss on R two D two. Well, I like him as the character. I love Claptrap. Oh, no, Claptrap is amazing as a character. I just I don't think I'd want to play him. Yeah, because well, it's look, nice going back to the base and just getting the dialogue. Like man, the fucking birthday party in two. Yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> fucking nearly had me in tears. It's like so sad for the poor fucker. Something actually happened in in the, the new DLC that had. Who's your favorite Borderlands character of all time? Favorite Borderlands character of all time, yeah. probably Brick. Yeah, I love Brick. Brick is amazing. Um, he is the prettiest Tiny siren. Tina, though. Tiny Brick. Tina is Brick is the prettiest siren. He is, <laughs> but Tiny Tina to me is probably the epitome of everything. I only found out who she was recently. Ashley like, Birch. You fucking blew my mind. I'm like, holy shit, that yeah. is awesome. Ashley Birch plays her. Yeah, Ash plays. Yeah. Uh, Destructoid, isn't it? Yeah. The uh, I think my favorite character of all time would have to be Scooter. Just because he's he's the most redneck. He is, yeah. he is. Catch a ride. Fucking love that. I do love Scooter. Mm. I do love Scooter. Um, I Play Tales from Borderlands, please. Yeah. So we can talk about it and talk about Scooter. Okay. All right? I'm not going to say anything. Please nobody spoil anything for Doc. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure something rough happens because there's been no mention of him in Borderlands 3 at all. So I'm like, eh, um, the fuck? Tales from Borderlands broke me. Yeah. There was a moment that happens in Tales from Borderlands. God damn it. I'm not... Ashamed to say, man, I cried like a small child. Balls, I'm gonna go play that now. Um, uh, I cried to the like a small child. Tales from Borderlands, it, it hurts my feelings how little respect that game got. Yeah. Because how good it is and how character driven it is. Yeah. And it pisses me off as well that Troy Baker is not coming back for Borderlands 3 because he plays the, one of the main characters in Tales from Borderlands. Yeah. And that character's in Borderlands 3. Yeah. And they haven't brought him back to play him and he doesn't know why. Um, because he's doing all the other fucking jobs of everybody he, fucking else. But that char- he played that character before his yeah. star rose. I get you. And he wants to continue to play that character because it, it's a great character. Yeah, but him and Nolan need to fuck off and stop playing everybody. But they're not, though. They're already playing those <laughs> I know, one or two characters. I know, I know. Nolan, Nolan North has actually announced he's not at Comic Con Ireland this weekend. He's he's actually working. He can't he can't get out of a contract to come. So, oh, shit. So Troy Baker's server is still going, yeah. but Nolan North is not going to be there. That's unfortunate. Um, it is. I'm raging because I've never met Nolan North before and I was looking forward to meeting the guy. But, yeah. uh, you know, but Troy, as far as I'm aware, is going to be there. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Tales of Borderlands please play so we can talk about it. Alright, alright, alright. I'll start playing it tonight. I'll get good. my shit together and I'll go get it on Steam and I'll get you'll, whatever you'll, you'll hear through it in about a yeah. day or two. Yeah. It's five episodes. Uh, episode, it's an episodic game. Yeah. Um, and you play through it but you'll do it in a couple of days. All right. The story is really good and it interconnects with Borderlands 2. This time it, next week I'll be in tears. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, honest to God. Yeah. Full on weebies. Brilliant. That's Full exactly what I Bring the tissues but it's it's, it's normally, I normally have tissues and standby playing Borderlands just because yeah, there's so many yeah, guns though. and hand lotions yeah and the new the new DLC has got a new class of gun oh. not the running gun there's a new class of gun a new type of gun that I'm still trying to find apparently there's a way to get it but it's a it's an effervescent effervescent type or gun but there's one that shoots butt stallions 
and what? they explode into rainbows and they kill people. Fucking Butt Stallion. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Butt Stallion! The fucking stupid fucking diamond horse. Yeah. That shit's <laughs> rainbows. Yeah. That was the fight with the two brothers and the big cannon. He starts talking about it before you get up to it. Yeah. I'll go play Borderlands too. But no, I'm going to go Tales of Borderlands. Wait, but first, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you're still listening, fair play to you. You're only a fucking legend. Well done, Jake. <laughs>